now let's get information. I slay. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. You know you that bitch when you cause all this conversation. Always stay gracious, best revenge is your paper. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to the Vagistine Podcast. It's Vanessa here. And you know we're having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. So last week, what you heard were recordings, listener recordings from folks who identify as women um, around consent, um, how they felt about being women of color, black women being left out of the Me Too conversation, and also just talking about their overall thoughts and feelings and definitions around consent. So I thought, why not hear from those who identify as men? Um, One of the things I think I was bringing up constantly in my chat with Paris and chats with friends and even what, you know, I was picking up on from the conversations I was having with listeners is that there is this miseducation and a lack of education when it comes to consent. And I wanted to hear what men were getting. Like as women, the burden is constantly on us to know how to not get raped, to know what to dress like, to know how to not lure, quote, lure somebody, not quote, you know, turn somebody on, not change our minds. And so I wanted to hear what men were taught. What are they, what, what were they taught? What's going on with them in this Me Too movement? How can they be co-conspirators and just kind of start the conversation? If there's a conversation going on at all in men's circles and at all that's involving the people that need to know, it's not on us. It's not on women to be able to fight rape. It's not on us to fight sexual assault. It's not our fault. It has shit to do with us. So I wanted to hear from men what are they learning? What have they learned? How can they be co-conspirators? How can they be conspirators? Not allies, not just like, oh, wow, that's messed up that this stuff is happening. What can they do and what are they doing and what are their thoughts and who's engaged them in this conversation? So those were some of the questions that I sent to the men that sent in submissions and I really appreciate it. Um, and I want y'all to follow the conversation using hashtag Vagisteam. Some of the stories that you hear might make you really furious. And some of them are like, wow, okay, good point. And so let me know what you think. Let me know your feelings. Um, let everyone know too. I think, like I said before, we're a long ways away from um, getting a handle on all of this and And I think we're a long ways away because, like I said before, we're on the brink of literally toppling a system, an institution, and something that I'm learning constantly day by day, even as I was in a conference yesterday training teachers all day, my feet still hurt, on having conversations around consent and sexual assault and sexual harassment with their students 
and even teachers being able to understand nuances and teachers being able to teach those nuances, teach what's consent, teach their students of something that I hadn't even thought about. How do we teach um, students on the autism spectrum who may not be able to pick up on nonverbal cues, who may not be able to pick up on facial expressions? How are they, how can we teach that population about consent in a way that makes sense, in a way that they can really grasp it? And how do we, um, how do we teach nonverbal populations? I mean, this conversation is so nuanced. This conversation has so many layers. This conversation is a lot. And so it's definitely not going to get solved in one or two podcast episodes, but I definitely wanted to hear all these different perspectives. And especially if you're not in spaces where you're having conversations like this, I'm sure you'd like to hear them as well. And I typically don't um, hear from men on this type of thing. And what I do know is that we're not talking enough and they're not learning enough. And I don't believe at all that it's our job to educate men. I do believe that we do, we all, all of us need to have a conversation because even those of us who may be sexually assaulted and not know it, that's a lack of education right there. We're not where are where are the platforms where we're having these conversations? Where are the platforms where we're learning at a one hundred level? Where are the platforms that we where we can talk through these things as they're evolving? Um, and so, I think I think we just have a lot of work to do. And the the keywords I was using yesterday when I was training teachers and teaching teachers is that all of this is very nuanced. It's complicated. It's complicated when we talk about dr introducing drugs and alcohol into the mix. It's complicated when we are talking about various populations, like I just mentioned. Um, and we got a lot of work to do. I know I say that often, but we just have so much work to do. And I feel like the work starts with education. And that's what, you know, we aim to do here at Vagisteam. So I hope you here's something, um, that is interesting to you and, um, engage with us. Let us know what you think. Email me at vagisteam at gmail.com. Follow vagisteam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at using, using vagisteam. Um, you can send text, um, feedback, and you can also send your questions over via text, uh, using the number 443-692-7802. Remember, Vagisteam is going on the college tour, so let's continue these conversations and let's, do this, let's start doing this education at your college. If you work at a college, know somebody that goes to college, what you in college uh let's get my let's let's get it pop and bring vagisteam to your campus um and i think that's all i want to hear from you let me know what you think this was an interesting episode because i think i'm constantly teetering on the edge of it's teetering on the edge of emotional labor um coupled with having conversations that are never had, coupled with educating from a standpoint where you're talking to folks who have probably never thought about these things, and also the emotions of it. 
And after I listened to all the stories from last week, that was one of the things that came up for me. Like, wow, it's, it's all, it's all emotional. It's all emotional work. Um, and I don't know. I just want to, I just want to know more and I want to understand, um, how the dynamics in our lives, our upbringings, our, um, the institutions and the systems that either uphold or suppress us, um, how those go into play in having these very important conversations. So with that said, I leave it up to the three submissions that came in. I had a lot more or a lot more that were coming, but I had to get the show out. So, um, you'll probably hear more of that in weeks to come, but I hope you enjoy talk to you soon and see you next week. Bye. Hey, how's it going? Uh, this is Corey out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, um, so, um, I guess I would define consent as the explicit confirmation you need from a partner or partners to engage in sexual acts of any kind, um, whether that be verbal or otherwise, um, preferably verbal. Um, I don't know. I always felt like there should never really be any guessing when it comes to whether or not somebody wants to sleep with you. Um, no real assumptions or anything like that. Like you, you either know or you don't. Um, and at the end of the day, if you aren't sure, just ask the question, you know, that's just how I see it. I guess I started to really understand it. Um, I guess I was fortunate. Um, I was able to understand it pretty early on in my dating career. Uh, granted, I did start my dating career kind of late. I didn't really start until uh, early college. Um, I was kind of a late bloomer, I guess. Um, but I guess going back, no one really ever really had the talk with me. Like, I guess like a lot of black kids out there. Um there was never any discussion from my parents or peers or anything like that about, you know, how to properly engage in sex and how to, you know, have relationships and have proper communication and stuff like that. I mean, much of what I knew came from watching, you know, 90s sitcoms and dramas and stuff like that, unfortunately. Um, but I was lucky enough when I did start dating to date a lot of strong women um, strong, mature, communicative women that had no problem telling me, you know, what they liked, what they didn't like, um, whether or not they wanted to have sex or didn't want to have sex, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I guess I was conditioned kind of early on to, I guess, communicate openly about that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I was very lucky. A lot of people that I knew were not in the same boat and a lot of them got in trouble for it. I think the mistakes a lot of men make come from the sense of entitlement when it comes to dating and sex and stuff like that. So, you know, this idea that, you know, if I take her out and, you know, spend this kind of money on her, then she'll do this, this and that for me. Um, or, you know, if we do have sex and she don't say nothing about it, then everything must have been good, you know? when that's not necessarily the case. Um, 
at the end of the day, I really hope a lot of people are paying attention to what's happening to Aziz Ansari right now. Because uh, I feel like it's, it's, it's a real good example of what a lot of men are out here doing um, when it comes to dating and relationships and stuff like that. Um, there are a lot more Aziz Ansaris out there than there are Harvey Weinsteins. Um, and, you know, when I heard the story, you know, I can, I can, I saw this guy who, like a lot of guys, you know, feel like if I'm just aggressive enough, then she'd be down. She, she would have no problem doing whatever I wanted to do. Um, but at the end of the day, there was no real discussion or anything about it. And I think... I guess probably a deeper problem that no one seems to be talking about. And I, th I remember talking to somebody about this recently is I think there are a lot of men who have this deep rooted, you know, fear of rejection, you know, um, they don't want to have the conversation because they don't want to be told by a woman. No, I'm not into you in that way, or you're not doing the things that I want you to do. Um, but on the flip side of things, not having that conversation leads to the problems that we're seeing in the media now these days. And it's much easier to just have the conversation than it is to just take a chance and then potentially end up doing something you don't need to be doing. Um, yeah, it's, there definitely needs to be like a reconditioning of men in our society to learn how to adequately communicate how to properly date people and expressing how they feel, you know, the likes and dislikes, stuff like that. <sighs> the easiest way to do it is just ask, you know, unfortunately there are a lot of people who are afraid to, you know, be told no, but you know, that's a much better alternative than, than taking a chance and, and it ended up biting you in the ass on the, on the back end. So I don't know about other men. For me, I was never really good at reading minds or, you know, picking out subtle cues that women tend to give off. You know, luckily I'm married now, but, you know, back when I was dating, you know, it was just easier to just have the conversation beforehand. You know, um, I, I know I'm, I'm pretty neurotic about a lot of stuff and it was just easier to once I had that discussion, the anxiety is gone. Everything's clear and concise and on the table and you can make sound decisions you know um i guess my go-to would have been you know if if we had already kissed before um if you know what people call first and second base if we already crossed those then it would just be uh all right so you know this is our second third whatever how many dates so what do you think about us you know having sex later i mean not necessarily in those words, but something very clear so that, you know, both people could really understand that, look, this is what I want. If you're into it, let me know. If you're not, let me know. Um, and once again, you're not always going to get a yes, but you're also not always going to get a no. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the peace of mind that you're really looking for. Um, and then from that conversation, you can have conversations about how you would prefer to have sex, where you prefer to have sex, the kind of sex that you would like to have, that kind of thing. Um, and I don't know, it's, I guess if you're not ever really taught how to communicate, it can be a scary thing. But at the same time, 
you know, if if you make the effort to have that conversation, that conversation can end up being a fun thing and, you know, put everybody at ease and, you know, it'll just be good for all parties involved. Um, yeah, just thinking back to all the stuff that, you know, came out in that story about Aziz Ansari and all the stuff that he was trying to do to get her to want to have sex, to 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 coerce her into performing whatever sexual acts, whatever the case may be. And I'm like, I don't know. I always felt like if you're trying that hard and you're still unsure, then you probably crossed the line a long time ago. Um, but once again, that's, that's me. I may be oversimplifying it or whatever the case may be, but that's just how I've always seen it. I think probably the biggest thing, and I heard this, I forgot who said it in the media the other day. I think the biggest thing we need to do is listen. Um, to listen and be empathetic. You know, people are really quick to say, oh, well, it's not that big a deal because, you know, they always want to compare it to the most extreme scenarios. Like, um, if, you know, that case of sexual assault didn't look like what Harvey Weinstein did or Louis C.K. did or something like that, they always want to belittle it or say it's not that important or it shouldn't be, quote unquote, that traumatizing when in reality it's all on a spectrum. If it affects someone, no matter how extreme you think it is then you need to pay attention to it and learn from it um and i think another big thing is for men to understand there's a lot of us who don't really get the fact that when it comes to you know having sex and relationships or whatever the case may be a lot of us need to learn that adds to the story you know, a lot of times we get caught up in this whole, all right, well, this is what I got to do to get a girl to sleep with me. This is what I got to do to get in a relationship. This is what I got to do to get whatever I want out of the scenario when <laughs> there's somebody else that's involved in this scenario, at least one other person, depending on the kind of situation you're in. So, you know, it, as men, we need to do better at um, pay attention, paying attention to the other person's needs. Um yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the best way I, I can think of it. Um, well, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, thank you for allowing me to participate. What's up? I'm Jabez Anderson. Um, my definition of consent is express permission. I was taught by my parents while I was growing up uh, about consent, but I really learned, I guess, a big bulk of what consent was from my father. Uh, my mom taught me to respect women and things of that nature. Uh, and of, of course, I learned the golden rule, but my dad taught me some of these subtle nuances. Um, and then the rest, of course, I learned from just common sense. Like I said, the golden rule, don't treat people how you want to be treated or treat people how you want to be treated. I'm tripping. Um, so for when somebody says no, basically it means no. I mean, that's just pretty much how it is. Uh, there was one time where I was actually engaging in, in a sexual act with my female partner at the time. And before I even started to penetrate it, of course, this is like the first time we've had sex. One of the first times anyway. 
uh, when I started to penetrate her, she said, no, stop. Like, it was a low voice, you know, like, real sexy, no, stop. But at the same time, I was like, all right, well, she said no. In my mind, that's what I'm thinking. So I literally got up or was getting up. And as I was getting up, she was pulling me closer to her, like, gripping me tightly to, to stay. But I was like, nah, fuck that shit. And so I got up. Uh, <clears throat> of course, shortly afterwards, she asked me why I stopped. And I was like, well, you said no. So, you know, that's what it means to me. Like, I don't got time for that shit. But, uh, whew, men sometimes mistake some of the, ver the non-verbal signals. On top of that, a lot of times people will go too far because of that misconstrual or that liquid courage or whatever the case may be. I feel like people should refrain from doing anything sexual unless it's been communicated already. So unless they talk about it before they get into the act, I don't think people should be having sex when under the influence of anything. Like, I mean, that's pro that's just me. That's just my my principles. I, I'm not a huge fan of having sex with anyone that's under the influence of, in my case, it'd be women. I feel like men probably need to have some set of rules like that to where they have constant checks. Uh, for example, uh, before close to getting any, to doing anything sexual, they should talk about it with the other person. Bring it up in a fun, playful conversation. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, how do you feel about this? Like, I was watching porn the other day, you know, and I was feeling X, Y, Z, you know. If you would have been there, what would you have done? Uh, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there are ways to kind of slip in that sexual conversation, that playful sexual conversation into a regular non-sexual conversation and then make it fun because at the end of the day, when you're committing in some type of sexual act, um, you're, I mean, you're pretty much, not necessarily grown because teenagers have sex too nowadays, but at that point you're going to be committing in, uh, committing the act. You're going to be doing it. So, you know, might as well go ahead and talk about it before you actually you know, make a mistake and end up getting in trouble or end up putting somebody in a very horrible situation. Uh, and then if that was done purposely, hopefully you get in trouble for it or you know, that person will get in trouble for it. But um, I think that is a, a really <clears throat> a really big mistake, is just not being able to, to understand those nonverbals and to understand that people are free to change their minds at any time. So uh, if, the, if you're right in the middle of a sexual act, like... If that person shows any sign of not wanting to be there or not wanting to do whatever is done, it's not hard to get at that point. It's just back off. Fuck it. I mean, better safe than sorry. Better not have sex with that person than to end up having sex with that person and then, you know, being accused of raping that person or actually raping that person. You know, it's a... 
it's a horrible thing to do. I feel very heavily about stuff like that. Um, one of the best ways to get consent is to ask. Now, that shit difficult, to be real honest. But, like I said before, that conversation is key. Like, that conversation is is the heaviest part of any relationship, to be quite honest, beyond sex. Conversation is like A1. That's the most important thing is to communicate feelings, period. Like, all feelings. Some things can be communicated in other ways, non-verbally, and it may contradict. But when there is contradiction, then there should be questions being asked for clarification. So there is no misconception. You know what I'm saying? This is a hard one for me because I live under a rock and I don't really know what the Me Too movement is. Um, But with any movement, and if if my understanding of the Me Too movement is correct based on context clues, for men to be instrumental in the Me Too movement, we need to continue the conversation. Like, we need to talk about times where we, as men, were sexually assaulted. Because a lot of that light doesn't get, I mean, a lot of that story doesn't get any light. We need to also stand in solidarity with our women or uh, gay men, with the women, or gay men, I'm sorry, with the women or gay men that speak against sexual harassment and things like that, you know, rape, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and truly understand where they're coming from seek to understand where they're coming from you know we all understand well i'll say this as long as everyone understands that people will take it uh, take advantage of any movement people will take advantage of situations and there are people that will lie but we need to understand too that this stuff is happening at, and, you know, it's coming to light at an alarming rate now. And that may just be because of popularity. It may be a trend. But at the same time, you know, this stuff does happen all over the world all the time. This stuff needs to be talked about. So women and men can come to an understanding on some of these gray, hard-to-understand areas like head forward. Or we can ask women, how should men go about you know, engaging in a sexual act. I mean, it, like I said, conversation. At the end of the day, it's all about conversation. It's all about communication. Like, we, wherever we're confused at, by being in group discussions and continuing the conversation, we can ask those questions and receive those answers and possibly, you know, possibly educate some other people. Who knows? Uh, thanks for including me in on this conversation. I hope that I wasn't too all over the place. I was going to re-record it and try to streamline it, but eh, we're going to keep it funky. Yup. Well, hello. My name's Ace. Um, I was just having this conversation not too long ago with a friend of mine about what do I perceive as consent. And after talking to him and seeing some other comments made from other people, I came to the realization that I honestly don't know what consent is. 
I mean, of course, you know, if you're wanting to engage in a sexual act and with you and another female or another male, you know, whatever, and, you know, they say, yeah, I mean, of course, then you would have the notion that it's okay. But in the sense, it's just, the word consent is just such a great line right now in this climate. It's it's crazy. Like, like uh, the conversation I was having with my friend was about the, the comedian. I can't remember the name right now about his situation. And I think his name is like Amir. Well, something like that. I don't know if I got his name right. But he was, I was reading the article off his situation. And to me, for him to get hit with like a sexual assault, I believe it was. You know, I'm reading what the one report that I did read. And I'm basing it and judging it off my own personal experiences and I did not see the sexual assault. Like, nowhere in the article did I see that she said no. You know, it did say that he kind of over-pursued in his attempt to have sex with her, but I didn't read in any of the articles where she said, like, no. You know, it said that you know, he engaged in the sexual activity with her. She re- reciprocated that same sexual activity to him. Uh, you know, she woke up and left like, you know, everything was fine. And then here it is a year or two later and it's all of a sudden it's sexual assault. And it's like, well, dog, like, where did that come from? So, uh, I, I, it's, it's scary. It's, I, I really don't know. Like, I don't even, to be honest, like, I can't even tell you from my sexual history, like, where did I even get the notion that what is consent? Like, you know, it's just kind of like a mood thing. Like, you know, you, you meet somebody and it's like just that type of mood and, you know, it happens. You know, I never actually asked a girl like, hey, you want to have sex? Like, that's never happened to me. So, I honestly couldn't say. But I do know one thing. This, it has me scared now. Because it's just, granted, I'm not at the caliber of any of the individuals that's been brought to light that has committed sexual assault, allegedly. Um, But it's still, like, I still have a life to live, so it's like I don't want to meet somebody and then we have sex and then a year or two late year or two down the line, you know, I'm getting hit with a subpoena to come to court because I'm being sued or for something like that. Like it's just crazy to me. So I really I really don't know. But if you really had to ask me what sexual well, not sexual, but what consent really is, I would honestly tell you, I have no idea. Because it's like, where, where do, like, how do, how do you get consent? I really don't know. Like, thinking about it now, I really don't know how do you get consent. Because she can say yes, 
and then two minutes later can say no and then so it's like and then while you're already engaging in the sexual activity say no then you're done then it's like is she gonna say that I you know sexual assaulted her or what like you don't know like I don't know so I would I would love for somebody to break it down to me and and give me you know, some guidelines to what consent really is, because I honestly do not know.